Alright guys, welcome in to today's episode of the Southeast Tubes Podcast. It is Thursday, January 17th, 2019. And on today's episode of the podcast, a conversation with Ole Miss head coach Kermit Davis. Uh, Yes, I know it's been a little while since uh, we've had the podcast uh, going here. Um, As you guys know, during the season, uh, this is really nothing new sometimes. Uh, Just get busy with a lot of written work. Uh, do a lot of other podcasts uh, during the year, radio stuff and all that. So, as I always say, uh, you can find links to those on my Twitter, usually at the Blake level, uh, if you want some other listening material uh, throughout the season. And I always try to put the podcast that I do uh, with other places uh, over at southeasthoops.com. Just click on the podcast page and you'll be able to find links uh, to all the podcasts I do on there as well. But Today, uh, excited to welcome back uh, Kermit Davis. Uh, Had a chance to catch up with him on the Marching to Madness podcast, which, as you guys know, is the national podcast that I host. Uh, We interview with coaches all around the country. So happy to have him back on the show. And we talked about a lot of different things. Of course, what a tremendous start it's been for Ole Miss this season. Uh, Off to a 13-3 start. Uh, They had the 10-game winning streak, lost against LSU on Tuesday night, uh, but he talked a little bit about that, maybe the, the things that stood out to him in that loss uh, to the Tigers that, that they want to kind of improve on here as they move forward. Uh, we also went into the roster, just discussed all the different players that are making uh, key contributions for them. Uh, Terrence Davis, who is right up there as one of the top players in the SEC right now, in my opinion. Um, you look around, Brian Tyree, Devontae Shuler, Blake Henson's just been excellent uh, early on in his uh, career there at Ole Miss and uh, someone that's really stepped up big for them. So we talked a lot about that, uh, the expectations this weekend as the Rebels will host Arkansas uh, in what should be a very fun game. Should be a lot of scoring in that one, I think. Uh, so it was a lot of fun to catch up with him. Uh, so let's go ahead and dive into the conversation with Ole Miss head coach Kermit Davis. All right, guys, welcome back in to the Marching to Madness podcast. We're excited to welcome back one of our favorite guests, and that is Ole Miss head coach Kermit Davis. Uh, coach, our first time catching up with you during the regular season, but we did catch up with you this off season. And the biggest thing you talked about was sort of just getting that buy-in from day one uh, with your kids. And certainly, as we've all seen, that's been able to happen. You guys are off to a great start. Uh, you're ranked in the top 25 now. Uh, how have you just kind of seen that process evolve, really? from when you guys took over the job and now just kind of seeing the benefits of that uh, as you go throughout the season here. Yeah, you know, it, it is a process, and it's amazing how quick time goes. You know, it just seemed like not very long ago you had your press conference and your first team meeting and to kind of watch a group that, you know, we knew each other because our teams had played against each other when I was at Middle Tennessee. So there was, a, I think, an early mutual respect, me for them, and then those guys knew how our teams played. Uh, but then it's just it's a long process. I mean, it's a long process of trust and you know getting to know each other. Uh, tough things you got to go through some adversity, which we did together. You know, early on, coached a lot of effort, coached attitude. Uh, you know, still coach effort. Our attitude has been terrific, but it has from the Canada trip to now has been an unbelievable growing process for us. We made a, we made a lot a lot of improvement. 
Coach, a very fun team to watch play. And, and in, you know, you get that 10-game winning streak and, of course, the loss to LSU on Tuesday. What did you see, uh, you know, on Tuesday night that maybe wasn't there in the 10-game winning streak? Yeah, you know, we our point guard, Devontae Shuler, has gotten nicked up. We're one of these, these teams, again, like a lot of teams, but in our first year, not much depth. We've already got a – we thought our other point guard, Franco Miller, in our recruiting class, he's, he hadn't played yet. He's out for the year of the knee injury. And Devontae's been playing so good. He's gotten nicked up in the last about a week. He's got start of a little stress reaction. And so we're having to deal with that and, you know, trying to get him to games. And so that's affected us a little bit for sure. Uh, I just thought LSU, I mean, they're a top 20 team, maybe the second most talented team in our league. They played really well. They blocked a lot of shots. Uh, you know, in those kind of games, the score wasn't indica- indicative of what this, the game was. We were we were tied at half, and I'm telling you, about a minute and 30 seconds in the second half, we turned it over three times, and the game went from one to nine. And then we just could never got it to five to six and could never get over the hump and then fouled late. So give LSU a lot of credit. They played really good. Tremont Waters is, you know, plays like the very best point guard in our league. Coach uh, Terrence Davis, uh, we've certainly talked about him a lot. Uh, someone we knew that, that coming back this year was going to be a huge part of this team's success, and certainly he's been able to do that. And really, you know, you put him right up there, one of the best players in the league right now, I think. And just talking about his uh, growth as a player, what have maybe been the biggest areas you've seen him just continue to grow in as this season has progressed? Oh, maturity of, of, of leading. He's done that very well. Great guy. Um, you know, I think that he's becoming a better defender, and that's something that he's he's got to improve on with, with details of play. He's a very good athlete. Uh, I think his shot selection has gotten much better. You know, in, in SEC play, he's averaging eight rebounds a game. So, you know, he's, he's leading us in points, rebounds, assists. Uh, you know, so those, those are some good stats. And he's, he is. He's playing like one of the very best guards in our league. Coach, I wondered about Devontae Shuler, Bree, and Tyree. They join uh, uh, Terrence Davis as the top three scorers on the team, and they play such a high percentage of minutes. I was just interested in how they fashion their games so well, you know, in playing off of each other. Yeah, you know, they're, uh, you know, Bree and TD had a lot of uh, experience. You know, Devontae. You know, averaged about five or six a game as a freshman. I just think that they're, they're, they're all competitive. Uh, they're, all their numbers are, are up. You know, I think they're taking better shots. We're, we're sharing the ball better. The one thing we're doing, Andy's team's always scored well, and we're scoring around 78, 79 points a game, but defensively they've gotten better, you know. So Good. besides yeah. we gave up 80, you know, and, and – Guarded great in the first half, gave up 31, gave up 52 in the second half. I'm just it's the worst we've guarded all year long. And uh, but I think defensively together that they've gotten much better. Coach, uh, you talk about that that defense, and we we talked about that with you this off season as well. And you said that was going to be one of the biggest things uh, that you guys tried to focus on, really just in finding that consistency. Because there there were kind of flashes in the past where this group uh, had shown it, but now just really that consistency. Uh, what what has kind of led to that point? What have maybe been the biggest things? Has just sort of been more technique? Has it been sort of that mentality and toughness that you guys have tried to instill with your players there on that end of the court? Yeah, you know, I just think it's a, it's a toughness, it's a physicality, it's it's 
paying closer detail of how we're going to guard actions every single time, scouting reports, you know, all those kind of things that, that matter. And it's in that 10-game winning streak, we weren't perfect by any means, but we had done that very well. And, uh, you know, especially going on the road and winning two road games at Vanderbilt at Mississippi State. Uh, so, you know, then we, we got away from it. We reverted back um, to not good habits that we saw in the summer. And, uh, and a team like LSU will sure make you pay for it. Coach, uh, Blake Henson, someone else that you've talked about a lot, and, and I think we've all just kind of watched him play. He kind of had really his coming out party there at Mississippi State, and you mentioned it uh, earlier in the year, just the maturity of a player like this for his age is just kind of off the charts, and we've seen that in his growth as a player. Uh, how is he? How special kind of has he been at this point? And I know it's kind of been exciting for you guys uh, just to watch his daily improvement right now. Yeah, he's one of those guys. He's first in the gym every day. He's a pleasure to coach. Great personality. Great young guy. Um, you know, and so he is. He's, he's, a, he's a pick and pop, stretch forward. Obviously, he got going against Mississippi State. He can really shoot it. His body has really, really changed. Uh, really, that one year at Sunrise, and especially now, uh, what he's got to do, can Blake be a good player and not make threes? You know, he's got to go rebound the ball a lot better. And that's one thing for his size and his and his toughness. He doesn't go back and rebound it. So that's a huge thing going forward. You know, he's made a lot of progress, but he's got to become a better rebounder for us to, you know, to sustain success in this league. Coach, you got the Arkansas Razorbacks coming in on Saturday, a talented team with Isaiah Joe and uh, Daniel Gafford, but they've lost three in a row. Can you talk about the dangers of a matchup against a talented team that's kind of, you know, to metaphorically speak, say that, you know, they're wounded right now? Yeah, I mean, it's just our league. I mean, it it shows. I mean, obviously, we're three and one and ranked, pick last. South Carolina's four and zero, oh, leading our league. Uh, Arkansas, it's, it's one of these leagues that Arkansas could easily, you know, they lost to Florida in a close, close game, lost to LSU in overtime. They've already beaten Indiana. I mean, so it, it, they could easily be, you know, three and one or whatever and, and, and second place in the league. And it's going to be such a hard fought game. You got, you know, maybe a lottery pick, top 20 pick in Gafford. Isaiah Joe's one of the most dynamic freshmen in the country. Very athletic. Mike's teams play extremely hard. It's, you know, it's just, it's going to, we've got to play at our very, very best because, guys, our margin of error is just – it's small. I mean, it just it, – it's close. So we're going to have to be right, right on edge. Our game is already sold out. Uh, it'll be the second consecutive sellout. Uh, I think there's a few standing room tickets only that will be going sale on Saturday. So that, that that's the beauty about Ole Miss. I mean, they, they are really starting to come and support our team. And when they get in that pavilion, guys, they know exactly how to act. <laughs> you read my mind, Coach, because that was my next question uh, in talking about just really uh, the response from the community and the fans and kind of how that plays into uh, really the play of your guys. When we know everything, you know, X's and O's matter and all that, but it's such a huge momentum boost to have that kind of atmosphere, and you guys have certainly had it thus far there. Uh, how have you really just continued to see uh, this fan base kind of just bring it uh, really much on, on a night-in and night-out basis there? You know, I just think that, you know, everybody asks me the, the best part about the Ole Miss job, and it really is. It's just the people. The Ole Miss spirit is unbelievable. And I, and I think they've connected with our team. I mean, we've worked at it hard in the community and uh, on campus with the students. Obviously, winning for sure helps. Uh, but it's a fan base. They appreciate basketball. They appreciate the way you play. They'll come watch you play. I mean, they're, they're realistic. It's life in the SEC. You're going to have some ups and downs. If you're 
I don't care if you're playing in the Big Ten, the SEC, ACC, there's going to be some nights. I mean, you know, you play a team like LSU, be a top 20 team, that can happen. But uh, when they get there, the students file in there about an hour and a half early. They're fighting for, for chairs. And when they come in that building, they're trying to will you to win. And I told our team, I said, in the second half versus LSU, the fans tried harder than we did. And, uh, you know, and so that's one thing, that we've got to match the energy and because uh, you're all in this thing together. And uh, they have been a pleasure. And, you know, we'll have a number of recruits here on Saturday. And when they come to that game and they see that atmosphere, not only do they affect the home court, they affect the future of Ole Miss basketball because of how they show up and how they act, and recruits notice that. Coach, uh, we always enjoy it. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time to do this, and uh, we'll no doubt uh, catch up with you again here soon. All right, guys. Great show. Appreciate you having me on. All right. That was the conversation with Ole Miss head coach Kermit Davis. Uh, great to catch up with him uh, because th- they're just having a lot of fun right now. And there's no doubt the Rebels uh, are a team that have really exceeded expectations, as we know, uh, being picked last in the SEC in the preseason. And, and I wrote about this uh, last week uh, uh, at one of the places that I write for on cbbtoday.com. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things where it seemed like the trend has continued in the SEC where over the past several years uh, you've had teams that have been picked low that, that all of a sudden just kind of completely – uh, I don't want to say come out of nowhere because I think Ole Miss's roster was not as bad as people for some reason seem to believe. Uh, there's this really talented group here, and, and of course, Kermit Davis has added a lot of talent to it, but we've seen teams that get picked uh, near the bottom just kind of continue to to kind of use that as motivation at times. We saw it last year with Tennessee being picked 13th, Auburn the same way. Uh, I think they were picked ninth somewhere in there. So they, they, they all have kind of used that as motivation. And then South Carolina is probably another good example, which they're doing it again this year. Uh, but South Carolina in the past, Frank Martin's teams, it's kind of become a, a running theme. When you pick against those teams, they usually find a way uh, to make a deep run. Of course, as South Carolina got to the Final Four uh, there a couple years ago. But um, it is, and Ole Miss is continuing just to play really, really well. And that LSU game, I said it on Twitter I think it's more about kind of where LSU is right now. The Tigers are really playing well, um, and I don't think that was necessarily uh, something where we look at Ole Miss and say, oh, boy, it's time to start panicking. I just thought LSU played really, really well, uh, and that's a very talented team, as Kermit Davis mentioned. Uh, so it was kind of one of those games that they could have gone either way, and it was just LSU uh, that got uh, the, the better side of things there in that particular matchup. But uh, thanks again to Kermit Davis uh, for joining on the podcast, and uh, we always enjoy catching up uh, with coaches around the SEC, and we'll continue to try to do more of that as we uh, move into what's uh, really a fun part of the season where we're in mid-January. March is not too far away, um, and so we'll continue to have more interviews and more SEC basketball discussion both on SoutheastHoops.com and here on the podcast. Uh, I will try to start doing these uh, more frequently. I know you guys uh, have said on Twitter you enjoy enjoy the mailbag episodes, so uh, we'll try to continue to, to do these uh, on a regular basis, uh, but you can always find more stuff over at SoutheastHoops.com. Uh, thoughts on all the daily games, as you know, my SEC uh picks previews posts uh, goes up each game day Uh, plus we've got the power rankings are back now each monday so uh, a lot of fun stuff going on over there and uh, we'll continue to have uh, more fun discussion 
here on the podcast as well. As I mentioned earlier, if you want to hear the other podcasts that I do, which uh, this time of year is usually a lot of them, uh, you can find links to that both on Twitter, and I'll try to continue to put them uh, up on the podcast page on southeasthoops.com. That way you can uh, get all the SEC basketball discussion that you want, uh, and it's certainly a great time to be an SEC basketball fan. And be sure you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Go over to iTunes or any podcast app that you use. Just search for Southeast Hoops. You'll be able to find it there so you don't miss any of the interviews that we have on the way and uh, all the great discussion uh, here on SEC Basketball as well here on the podcast. So uh, thanks as always for listening, and I will talk to you guys next time.